Welcome once again to Scary Stories and Screenplays. I'm Tracy Jules, and this is Episode 3, The Body in the Road, based on some actual events. Tonight I will be reading, as I've done before, in a table read setting, with actors voicing the roles filtered with sound effects in a scary atmosphere, creating a short movie for your listening pleasure. We have had some wonderful actors, and tonight is no exception. Those actors are, hailing all the way from Canada, Carrie Haim in the lead role of Elizabeth Riley, Cortina Jackson as Dr. Abramson, Douglas K. Harrison as George Leslie, Shri Marajakar as Officer Patel, Sam Jules as Wyatt, and Alexa Ryan as Sophia. And now, I bring to you the body in the road. Exterior Suburban Neighborhood, Morning The sun is just beginning to rise in the quiet suburban neighborhood sprinkled with manicured lawns, nice cars, and welcome signs. One home, the Rileys, stays dark momentarily until the front door opens with Elizabeth Riley, 40s, typical soccer mom but filled with sass, heads to the car parked in the driveway. Interior, car. She's listening to music as she drives along, the sun making its appearance on the stretch of road that is void of any homes or businesses. She notices something up ahead of her on the opposite side of the road. She strains her eyes to see what it could be. Holy shit! She slams on the brakes and skids past a woman's body, laying face up on the other side, partially on the roadway. Oh my god! She gets out of the car. Exterior roadway, continuous. Miss? Miss? Her car slowly starts to pull away. She didn't put it in gear. Oh, fuck! She quickly puts the car in park, grabs her phone off its pedestal, then walks towards the woman. Hello? Hello? Excuse me? Are you okay? As she approaches, the woman is staring into space. Miss? The woman, in her 20s, dressed in shorts and a light hoodie with her hair in a ponytail, has one sneaker missing from her foot. She reaches her body and notices the abrasions and possibly broken legs because of the positioning. One of them is cocked. The woman's shirt is pulled up a little, exposing her lower ribcage. It looks severely bruised and road-burned. Cuts and scrapes abound on her body. Oh my God, dear Lord! Elizabeth touches her neck for a moment. She licks her finger and puts it under the woman's nose. Nothing. She dials 911. 911, what's your emergency? Elizabeth is beginning to panic. Um, I, 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 I just... I found a woman on the side of the road. I think she's dead. She looks like she's been hit by a car. What is your location? I'm on Route 209 headed east. You know that that straightaway by the reservoir? There. I'm there. She's here. May I have your name, please? uh, Elizabeth Riley. Please hurry. Miss Riley, was she in a car accident? There's, There's no other car here. She's in bad shape. Can you send an ambulance and the police? Oh my God. Can you hurry, please? She's fighting tears. Did you check for a pulse? Yes. Have you performed CPR on her? She's, um, 
she's slightly cool to the touch. I, uh, I, I, I don't think that'll help. Ma'am, I need you to perform CPR on her now. Elizabeth looks at the broken woman's face. Her still eyes stare at her. The face is ashen, frozen in death, and there's a deep abrasion on her right temple. It appears her skull is dented. Blood has coagulated on her hair and pooled below her head onto the ground. Ma'am, you need to perform CPR. Do you know how to do this? If not, I can walk you through this. I I think it's too late for... Is there someone else there that can perform the CPR? No, I'm alone. I... No. No, I'll do it. She sets the phone down, places both hands on her chest, and that's when she feels it. She slightly lifts the shirt and gasps. Elizabeth picks up the phone. Her chest, it's, uh, it's broken. All these bones feel broken. Some, some are protruding, but not through the skin. Jesus, Jesus, you need to get here now. She looks again. Listen, there's, there's massive blood pooling under the skin. I'm sorry, she's gone. I know she's gone. Paramedics and police are en route. Please stay on the scene until they arrive. Of course, yes. No no problem. She hangs up as another car is headed towards her. She stands and the car pulls over. A man in his 30s, George Leslie, average build, curious demeanor, exits the car. Holy crap! Is she okay? No. No, she's not. She's dead. Did you hit her with your car? What? Me? No! She was laying here when I pulled up. Did you make sure she was dead, like... Check for a pulse or something? Yes, I was on the phone with 911. They're on their way now. Her chest, it's just... Never mind. Just just know that she's no longer with us. Did you see it happen? No, I, I, I found her this way. She's kind of cold. I was on my way to the grocery store when I saw her laying there. Oh, it freaked me the fuck out. I, uh, I, I'm gonna get my water. Excuse me. Elizabeth heads to her car, opens the door, and plops down in the front seat, lifting the water bottle to her mouth, when she notices George take out his phone and begin taking photos of the dead woman. Quickly, she's out of the car. Hey! Hey, what the fuck are you doing? Put your fucking phone away! He's startled. You motherfucker, the cops are on their way! The sirens can now be heard in the distance. He slips his phone back into his pocket. I'll report your ass. Another car pulls up and several people get out. Elizabeth rushes to her trunk and pulls out a pink blanket. She watches the other people. A man and a woman approach. It looks like the man's going to pull out his phone. She runs to the dead woman's side and covers her mangled body with the pink blanket. She heads to George. Delete it. Delete what? I don't know what you're talking about. The pictures. Now delete them. It. it, Whatever you took. How the hell would you feel lying you're dead and people are taking pictures of you, huh? Your sister, your mother, or you? Dead, posting the photos on the internet? Delete it. Now. He's annoyed and with attitude, pulls his phone out and deletes the photos. There. Happy? Have you no respect for her? She's dead. Don't think she'll know. The other people look at this and you can tell they feel awkward. They back off as George heads to his car, gets in, and pulls away. Elizabeth yells at him. I've got your plate, asshole. I'm reporting you to the police. You better not see those pics out there. 
Fade to interior Elizabeth's car later. The police have the road closed off in both directions. One police officer directs traffic to turn the cars around from the direction Elizabeth had been coming in. Elizabeth notices a policeman at the scene, Officer Patel. Strong features, well-built, walking towards her car. I'm sick over this. She watches the officer walk to the front of her car, look at it, then approach the window with the motion to roll the window down. There's no damage. It's required that both Officer Davis and myself examine the car. Mrs. Riley, right? Uh, Miss. It's Miss. I'm sorry, Miss. Miss Riley, I'm so sorry you had to come upon this scene. Officer Davis recorded your statement. He hands her his business card. I'm Officer Patel. You can contact me with any questions you may have. I'll be the commanding officer on this investigation. We don't need to keep you here anymore. You're free to go. Elizabeth begins to cry. She can barely speak. Ma'am, are you going to be okay? Is there someone we can call to come get you? <laughs> no, I'll be fine. But her her poor family, she looked so young. What, what could she have been, 20? That's it. It's horrible. There wasn't any ID on the body, but I would agree. She looks very young. Just then, a car pulls up with two people inside. A woman, 50s, gets out of the passenger side of the car, screaming. She begins to run towards the pink blanket lying in the road, but the police officer directing traffic stops her before she can breach the barrier he set up. She screams. She collapses into the arms of the officer. I have to go. Thank you. No, I completely understand. Elizabeth watches as Officer Patel begins to jog in the woman's direction. She turns on her car and drives away, wiping a tear from her eye. Interior, Riley home, late morning. Elizabeth walks through the front door and is greeted by her son, Wyatt, 20s, earthy, handsome, and caring. Where have you been? I've been calling you what? for... What? I'm here to get the groceries for you, chill. I've been calling you and calling you, texting. Where were you? Here. Oh, uh, I, I slept at Sophia's and I never turned my phone back on when I came home. What's wrong with you? I'm here to get the groceries. No big deal. No, I... Uh, there's no groceries. Wyatt, I found a dead woman. You what? I was on my way to the store and then she was in the road. I... It was horrible. And then... He notices she's distraught. Mom, sit down. Come here. Come with me. Sit. I will be right back. He returns with a glass of water. She's beginning to cry softly. It was so upsetting. You've no idea. Okay, I'm here. You can tell me everything. He pulls his mom in for a comforty hug and she begins to tell her story. Cut to... Later that night, Riley House. The doorbell rings and Wyatt enters the foyer to answer the door. Sophia, 19, pretty, petite, and well-rounded soul, kisses Wyatt. How is she? Better. She's lying down. I ordered some takeout. She ate, so definitely better. They head to Elizabeth's room. Interior, Elizabeth's bedroom, continuous. The master bedroom is spacious with an ensuite. Her television is playing and a lamp on one of her nightstands is on. She sits up in bed when they enter. Mrs. Riley, I'm so sorry. Elizabeth succumbs to Sophia's caring hug. It's so good to see you. The news said she was your age. Did you know her? No, no, I didn't. It's so sad, and I'm so sorry this happened to you. 
that you had to find her like that? Thank you. I'm better now. She smiles at Wyatt. You got a good man there. (laughs) You raised a good man. They share a comforting laugh. Fade to later. Interior, kitchen area, later that night. Elizabeth wanders out to her kitchen. It's clear she has just woken up by her jagged walk. It's a little clumsy. She opens the pantry closet door and grabs a plastic bottle of water. As she closes the door, standing right in front of her is the dead girl. Her dead eyes stare at Elizabeth. Her face is blue, her lips purple. Her mouth gapes open and blood gurgles from it as she tries to move towards Elizabeth. Those broken bones crack and rub against each other. Slowly, she begins to raise her arm, making Elizabeth run for the light. Oh my god, Mrs. Riley, I'm so sorry. I thought you saw me here when you walked in. Elizabeth is shocked. She saw the dead girl, but Sophia is standing in the kitchen eating a spoonful of peanut butter. I'm sorry. Are you okay? Oh, I'm fine. You scared the shit out of me. Wyatt joins the women. What's going on? I scared your mom. I didn't mean to. Elizabeth's face still looks uncertain. I'm fine. I I thought she was... Oh, never mind. Now you two woke me up. Who woke who with that scream, I ask you? Whoa, that was, uh... Whew. Well, now that's over. I'm I'm off to bed. (laughs) Hope I didn't scare you, Sophia. She shakes her head as he picks up the spoon. Sweet dreams, Mom. Fade out. Interior, kitchen area, morning. Wyatt enters the kitchen. His mother is cooking. No work today, Mom? Uh, I took a few days off. I'll still handle calls from clients and set up house tours from the home office. Yeah, good idea. Okay, I'm out of here. Wait, I I made you some eggs. Oh, awesome. I'll take them with me. I have a lab this morning. Sophia? She already left. Why was she eating peanut butter in the middle of the night? That's weird, right? (laughs) She got here late and didn't want to bug me about food. Not weird, just hungry. She grabs a small container and puts some of the scrambled eggs in it, handing it to Wyatt as he exits. She puts the remaining eggs in a dish and sets the pan in the sink, next to the spoon with some remaining peanut butter on it. She laughs. Interior, home office, later. Elizabeth is busy typing as she talks to a client on the phone. Yes, 4431 Hawthorne is still available, Mindy. I can schedule a visit this Saturday around noon, it looks like. Will that work? Okay, 1230. I'll make it happen. She hears the front door close downstairs. What's that, Mindy? Oh, this house is all hardwood. You're going to love it. I know it's a little above your budget, but the floors are hand-scraped wood. It's just gorgeous. She hears what sounds like a door opening downstairs. It throws a curious look across her face as she looks at her watch. Okay, see you then. She hangs up. Wyatt? No response. He shouldn't be home yet. Elizabeth heads downstairs. She stops in the foyer looking at the driveway. Wyatt's car is not there. She moves slowly towards the kitchen. Interior, kitchen area, continuous. 
As she rounds the corner by the kitchen, sitting on the floor is the peanut butter spoon. Then she sees what she thinks is Sophia in the kitchen. Oh, did I scare you this time? (laughs) She bends to pick up the spoon. As she rises, the woman in the kitchen is the ghost of the dead woman she saw in the road. Again, the woman begins to raise her arm. Ah! Oh my god! The woman tries to walk towards her. Her broken legs given into cracking as the bones rub together. Ah! Her walk is grotesque and disjointed. Ah! Elizabeth passes out and hits the floor hard. Interior foyer, later. Wyatt unlocks the front door and enters. Just as he does, Elizabeth wakes up. Her son rushes to her side. Cut to interior, hospital. Elizabeth sits on an emergency room bed, curtains closed, Wyatt at her side. One of the curtains is slid aside as Dr. Abramson enters. She is an African-American woman in her early 30s, looking at her chart. So, Mrs. Riley. Yes. Miss Riley, my apologies. I'm Dr. Abramson, the attending today. Hello, Dr. Abramson. I'm Wyatt, Miss Riley's son. Elizabeth laughs, but her head still hurts. I see we still have a sense of humor in this room. She smiles and begins to examine Elizabeth, first with a pen light across her eyes. Miss Riley, you don't remember how you fell, you stated? There's an awkward silence in the room. No... She does a double take with Wyatt. No, Wyatt, I don't. My mom thought she saw the ghost of that girl that was killed in a hit and run a few days ago. Oh? Did you know her? Wyatt! No, she was the first person on the scene that day. She found her. Absolutely tragic what happened to her. It is. Well, you look good. Hmm. You certainly have a good bump on your head, uh, but I don't see signs of a concussion now. Or the test conducted earlier with the nursing staff. Hmm. In regards to seeing ghosts, may I suggest a light sedative for now? All of this could be stress-induced. may take the edge off of you. I'll prescribe something low-grade. You'll... I, um... Yes. Yes, doctor, that would be great. Uh, Okay. I'll be back in a moment. She stops before exiting the curtain. You know... They brought that young woman here afterwards. I examined her. I'm very sorry you had to see that. Miss Riley, did you know they arrested her killer this morning? What? No, they did? Yes. Her boyfriend's ex-girlfriend. She deliberately hit her from behind, then backed over her. She's now in custody. Miss Riley, she was lucky you came along and covered her because I hear people were trying to take photos of the body. That was kind of you. I'm sure her family would think very highly of that. I know I do. I'll be back shortly with your prescription. She exits, then Wyatt and Elizabeth share an unspoken look of relief. Interior, Elizabeth's bedroom, later that night. Elizabeth is sitting in bed reading a book. She looks over at the nightstand where a glass of water and the pill bottle of sedative sits. She thinks about what Wyatt said before placing it there. Okay, take one before bed. Got it? Nope. I don't need it. She goes back to reading her book. Cut to 
Interior, George's house, continuous. George is on his computer. He has loaded the photos of the dead girl, and he is searching for sites to load the photos on. Okay. Who's going to pay the most money for these bad boys? No. No. Not scary enough. Each photo is opened one behind the other on his computer screen. Let's see. Hmm. Dead bodies. Photos of real dead people. I can Google that. Ooh. What do we have here? Ding, ding, ding! We have a winner! Suddenly, the dead body in the photo begins to move as if it's a video. He can hear her bones cracking and rubbing against each other as the broken bones move in her legs and chest. But at first, he doesn't realize it's the photo. Then... He sees it. Holy and crap! Pushes his chair back hard. No! Away. What the fuck? Ah! Slowly, she begins to crawl out of his computer screen. Her body arched in an unnatural position. Ah! Ah! The coagulated blood on her hair can be seen, and she cranks her head out of the computer, and those dead eyes stare at him. Her face more decayed than he saw before. He backs up as she moves out of the computer and onto his desk and moves back against the door, fumbling for the handle. Stay back! Leave, leave me alone! He opens the door, and there she stands. She begins that grotesque, broken leg, moaning as she approaches him. Her mouth gapes open, and with heavy exhale, she says one word. Yeah. What? What do you want? He falls to the floor, begging for forgiveness. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll delete them. All of them. She vanishes. He looks all around and goes over to the computer. She is moving and the first photo on the screen. His hand nervously reaches forward and deletes it. I'm sorry. She begins to move in the next one. He deletes that. I'll delete them. He continues until all the photos are gone. All of them! He picks up his phone where he can see her face peering back at him. What the fuck? He deletes the photos and throws his phone on the desk, gasping for air. She fades. Oh my. Cut to... Interior, Elizabeth's bedroom. Continuous. Elizabeth is sound asleep. Her lamp on her nightstand is on and her book is close to the edge of her bed. Suddenly, something under the sheets moves next to her. It makes her stir slightly. Under the sheets, the shape of a body begins to rise up, inch by inch, until it is beginning to become more of a human shape, gradually pulling the sheets and blankets off of her in an upward motion, ascending to a full human shape. It causes the book to fall off the bed hard and wake Elizabeth up. The blankets are almost completely off of her, and they are still being pulled gently away. 
She turns to see the sheet-covered shape of a body sitting in her bed. <gasps> what is that? Wyatt? Slowly, she reaches her hand to the sheet. Wyatt, this isn't fucking funny. She stops reaching. Wyatt! Oh, fucking hell. Elizabeth reaches forward, grabbing the sheet, thinking her son is messing with her. She pulls it off fast, only to find the body of the dead girl staring at her. Red and green veins streak across her face. Her mouth gaped open as if to speak. Her arm begins to lift up when a terrifying gasp of air exhales from her mouth. The ghost disappears immediately. Elizabeth falls out of the bed as Wyatt rushes into her room with a small bat in his hand. Ah! Mom! Mom! What? Uh, she... she was here. Who? The girl. The dead one. She... she was in my bed. Wyatt looks in every direction, then rushes into the bathroom, turning the light on. He looks around. He comes back out as Elizabeth is rising from the floor. He walks over to his mother, lifting the medicine bottle. You didn't take one, did you? She shakes her head. Mom, you have to- Just as he speaks with his back to her bedroom door, Elizabeth peers over his shoulder. Look! Wyatt turns. He sees the ghostly vision of the dead girl starting to appear and take shape. He pushes his mother back behind him, raising the bat. Holy fuck! What the... The ghost is almost solid, but still see-through. My god, what the, the hell is that? Very slowly, the dead girl's arm begins to rise as if she's going to point at them. <laughs> A bright pink blanket appears in her hand. Her mouth gapes open, and with the breath that exhales, she says... then drops the blanket to the floor and disappears. They stand there in silence and in fear. They are both shocked, either of them not knowing what to say. Wyatt carefully walks to the blanket. He bends to pick it up. It's real. He holds it up for his mother to see. Is that... is that the same one? He nods yes. He then drops it to the floor. Fade to black. Well, well, well. Isn't that a nifty story to tuck in at night? I hope you enjoyed the episode, The Body in the Road. And join us for our next three episodes, which is the feature screenplay, Aberrant. It will be in three parts. And it's a little on the disturbing side, so I hope you're old enough to listen. Thanks so much, and see you on episode four.